Welcome to the Making Art School Cool podcast, the link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making Art School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, a division of Harris County Department of Education, and I'm your host, Mike Wilson. Having adequate funding to sustain an after-school program is the number one factor in making this service available to students and their families. According to an article appearing in Fortune Magazine, written by Nancy Dutch, High-quality after-school programs offer multifaceted academic, social, emotional, and behavior support that can help students retain concepts they've learned in the classroom. Furthermore, the impact of the COVID pandemic has caused a funding crisis for many after-school programs. According to Corey Mitchell of Education Week, nearly 9 in 10 programs have suffered long-term funding concerns caused by COVID-19, and 6 in 10 are concerned that they may have to permanently shut down their doors. To help after-school programs in Harris County offset some of their funding concerns, the topic of this week's podcast focuses on the Case for Kids Partnership Project. To discuss her experience with managing the Case for Kids Partnership Project is Brandy Nichols, who is the Case for Kids Partnership Project Coordinator. Good day, Brandy. Thanks for being our guest on the Making After School Cool podcast. How are things going for you today? It's going good. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Share with us your background and what created your interest with working with kids. Well, um, so before coming to Case for Kids in education, I worked about 15 years uh, with social services, um, Department of Family and Protective Services. I worked for two private agencies. I just have a passion for the connection between children and adults. And I truly believe that what you say and do in front of children matters. And so I've always been an advocate for that. Um, I worked with uh, several school districts when I was with social services, and there was a huge gap between kids that were in social services and the education system. So I tried to come over to education to bridge that gap, and here I am. Sounds great. Uh, uh, how long have you been coordinating the partnership project? So I've been with the partnership project um, seven years in April. This April will make seven years. And um, I started off as an outreach specialist and four months later, they moved me to partnership and I've been here ever since. Oh, well, you're doing a great job. Thank you. <laughs> the, the program is definitely in good hands. Um, for our listeners who are not aware of the uh, partnership project, can you uh, briefly explain what it is, what are program's qualifications, steps for submitting proposals, and any minimum standards that uh, partnership project has? Absolutely. Um, the partnership project, um, we typically consider it Harris County's baby, HCDE's baby, because it was the first uh, program or project that got started for after school. Um, and it's tax base, it's local tax dollars. Um, so every home in Harris County obviously has to pay property taxes. And we receive less than a penny, um, which totals out to a little over $550,000. So we give that to after-school programs in Harris County, anywhere from 10,000 to 30,000, depending on what they would request. And it's supplemental funding. So the funding is there to supplement what they already have. Um, the program qualifications, we just ask that you um, have had an after-school program consecutively for two years. 
and be able to sustain at least the first three months because we work on a reimbursement model. So we reimburse um, the funds that are expensed through your program once we partner with you. And we just ask that you match us at least 25%. So sometimes that goes up depending on the year and what's going on. Um, but we ask that they match us at least 25%. So that money goes back into their program. That's not money that they're giving to us. So if they request 30,000, then we expect to at least see a $60,000 program happening on the um, school level. And we have different steps for submitting proposals, but we advertise in the Houston Chronicle. Um, we also have an e-blast that goes out and we do a lot of word of mouth. A lot of people know about the grant through uh, previous programs or activities that we've held here at Case for Kids. And we just ask that you have at least 12 hours of programming a week. That could be before school, after school, or on Saturdays, anytime outside of the regular school day uh, for 25 weeks um, consecutively. But we do consider the winter break, the spring break, and Thanksgiving and things of that nature. Um, and we ask that you have a minimum of 30 kids in your program. So I don't think it's too much to ask. I think it's um, a pretty easy criteria to meet, but I do recognize that there are a lot of campuses or schools or nonprofits that want to have an after-school program um, start and they don't have the funding. So that is a, a source of contention that the two years is what we want to see so that we can supplement the program that you already have. And can this match be in-kind or does it have to be uh, in financial form? So um, we have accepted in-kind in the past, but typically we don't. Um, it's not in-kind. Um, it is dollar for dollar cash match. And so the key then is to make sure you have enough funding if you are doing this program to start the program off. Right. And keep it for a few months and then uh, some of the funding that's provided through the partnership project and can carry for the remainder of that term, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the funds can be used to pay uh, staff if you need, you know, you may have a program and you need to hire extra staff. Um, the money can be used for the supplies and material. You may have all the staff that you need. You just need extra supplies or extra desks and chairs or even to pay for a provider to come out um, to service your program. So the funds can go to anything as long as it is pertaining to after school. So transportation as well? Transportation as well. We even reimburse if you go to a partnership event outside of the school and the staff has to drive, we will reimburse for the mileage as well. So anything dealing with after school, I typically approve because it's it's part of the fund, it's part of the grant fund. So anything dealing with after school. So um, can you provide some tips uh, for agencies that want to submit a proposal? What should they include? What should they not include? Just to uh, make the proposal uh, successful. Absolutely. Um, so in the RFP, of course, the RFP is detailed. So if you can get your hands on the RFP through our eblast, um, our website at um, afterschoolzone.org, um, any of those avenues, um, the details for the RFP is there. But just some tips, really sell us your program. Let us know what the gaps are. What are the needs in your community? What do you really need help with? And what do you plan to use this funding for? And detail that out for us. Um, make sure that we have an understanding and we can make a connection through what we're reading so that the reviewers can feel um, excited about 
um, scoring that rubric saying, yeah, they absolutely meet the, uh, meet the requirements for us to fund this program. Um, also, talk about the ways that you plan to address the gaps, even if it's not using our funding. We like to see that. We like to see that the program is going to be sustained, whether cases in it or not. But we definitely want to help with that because our mission is to make sure that every child in Harris County has access to an after school program. So if you have an after school program that's been there in the community, that have serviced the community and plans to continue going forward, we want to be a part of that. We want to make sure that we can help you make that happen. But what we ask that you don't do is be very worried. We get a lot of applications that are just full of words, but there's no substance. Um, and we really don't understand what it's talking about, but it's a lot of big words. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to lie on your application, um, but you do want to exceed the expectation. So for example, if the match is 25%, let's just say, and you agreed to match us 30%, then you exceeded our expectation. You didn't just meet the requirement. So you wanna go above and beyond on your application, but make sure it's something that's verifiable um, and that we can go and, and prove that it does happen or it does exist, um, that you are true to your word. Because we do um, examine the applications pretty thoroughly and we use a team of reviewers and that can be anybody from the community or someone that works with CASE or works with the school district per se. We try to keep conflicts of interest out, um, but we do use different people to review the application. And there's three eyes that are laid on the application, so different people are going to see the application in different ways. So we take that medium score to determine um, if you qualify or not. And who can apply for this funding? Is it just nonprofits or schools or um, a variety of both? Um, so we have opened to nonprofits in the past, but typically we keep it on a school level. Um, but any any um, school district in Harris County can apply, and that's where we are now. Um, we are testing currently uh, what we're doing going forward for this application process, which should begin in uh, late March, early April. But we definitely um, want to make sure that all the school districts know that are in Harris County that they are applicable to apply. Okay, and you said the funding will be available in April, March? The RFP will be released, but the funding is from October 1st, 2022 to July 31st, 2023. Okay. So when they're writing the proposal, they just need to be prepared that it's going to start uh, in the beginning of next school year. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we typically start in October because that's our fiscal year, but we understand that a lot of programs do begin on the first day of school. So your program is absolutely able to begin on the first day of school. We just don't start the reimbursement uh, period until October 1st because that's when our fiscal year starts. But if you have an after school program that needs to begin on the first day of school, absolutely, because um, it's about serving the community. And we know that a lot of parents need the support of the after school programs to continue to work and have something for their kids to do, keep them out of trouble, those types of things. So we 100% support that. Do you have any final thoughts or additional comments you want to share? 
Um, I do want to make reference to this being a passion project, and that's what I like to call it. Um, we know that 21st Century receives hundreds of thousands of dollars in grant funds for their after-school programs, but we don't. We do anywhere between that ten and thirty thousand. So a lot of the programs that work with us are passionate about the kids in the after-school process. It's not about the money at all, obviously. Um, and keep in mind that it is supplemental, and I typically explain supplement. Um, you know, with vegetables, like, right, if you don't eat enough vegetables, then you need to supplement with a vitamin. So we don't want to fund your entire program. We want to supplement the funds that you don't have to make your program greater. And one of the things that we really, really focus on in partnership is quality. And we know that that's subjective, but we have um, methods in place, we have trainings in place, we have contracts in place and uh, professional development and services to make sure that we help you uh, provide the most quality after school program that you can at your site, depending on what your um, needs for improvement are, where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. And just having that relationship between the adults that work the after school program and the students that attend the program. We want it to be theirs. We want them to feel like they belong. We want them to encourage their friends to come to the after school programs because we know that this keeps kids out of trouble. It keeps them off the street. It increases the reading um, levels and rates and, and increased grades and it decreases the ill manner behavior. And we also know that what happens between home and school matters. So after school is important. Awesome. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for being my guest on the Making After School Cool podcast. I really appreciate your input and um, your passion towards this project and also making sure that we continue to support quality after school programs. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Making After School Cool. As always, I want to thank our listeners for joining us today where our topic focused on the implementation of the partnership project and the importance of funding for after school programs. Please join us for future episodes as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out of school time field. <laughs>